Hey guys, I have a confession. I lied to you. (laughs) Not intentionally, but I did lie. On my last episode, I said, you know what? I'm done with the night at the opera. I've done five queen deep dives in a row. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a breather. I'm going to talk about something else. But I'm today I'm talking about queen, (laughs) but it's not a queen deep dive. No, it's a queen deep diversion. If you remember before I did a night at the opera, I talked about how I was going to give each of the studio albums to one of the boys, meaning that is the guy out of all four of them. That is the one that I absolutely love the most. They blew me away, their songwriting, their performance here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I went through the first three albums in fairly deep detail. I talked about how I gave the debut to Roger. I talked about how I gave Queen 2 to Freddie and Sheer Heart Attack went to John. And I briefly mentioned who I gave A Night at the Opera to, but I didn't talk in detail about that yet because I hadn't gone through the songs and I had to go through the songs so you guys had some context. Now, if you're coming to my podcast fresh, first of all, hello. And I would strongly suggest you listen to at least most of the A Night at the Opera (laughs) songs before you listen to this because I'm going to be talking about those songs as to the reason why I awarded A Night at the Opera to, drumroll please, wow, I need Roger's help here, Brian May. I know, I know, I know it's controversial. You're probably smacking me in the head virtually right now. Charlie, this should be Freddie, Bohemian Rhapsody. You just talked about the miraculous Bohemian Rhapsody, the once in a lifetime Bohemian Rhapsody. How could you not give a night at the opera to Freddie Mercury? I know, I understand, (laughs) but just relax because you know what, guys? I have already given almost all of the albums to one of the guys each, and Freddie is going to get his fair share for very good reason. But there is also a very good reason, reasons, I gave A Night at the Opera to Dr. Brian May, my favorite astrophysicist. Brian, okay, first of all, he is probably, yes, my favorite songwriter in the group. It's kind of funny. Roger is my favorite But when it comes to the songwriting, I love Brian. Brian's sentiment, his emotion, his passion, his bouncing between extremely soft and longing numbers like White Queen, which is so magical, to songs that are, honestly, we haven't gotten to some of the most raucous ones yet, but songs that are outright celebratory, kind of tongue-in-cheek stuff. It's Brian's as well. I love his versatility as a songwriter. He's extremely expressive in so many different ways. And I love his orchestrations, his arrangements. I get it. I understand Brian. I think on an emotional level, I get it. I love to sit down with a man and have tea with him and just ask him a million questions and be like, okay, sit tight. Because I want to talk about the Zodiacal Light, but I also (laughs) want to talk about why you did this in this number and why you decided to do this amazing solo in Bohemian Rhapsody that everybody sings note for note because they know it so well. Brian is one of the best guitarists to sing his numbers. It's pretty amazing. So to say I really love Brian is an understatement. I love the man. He's great. And when it comes to A Night at the Opera, 
He sings lead on not one, but two tracks, 39 and Good Company. But his lead singing isn't the biggest reason he gets top honors from me on this album. It's his elaborate canon arrangement and the epic movements in the Prophets song. It's the Dixieland band he created entirely from guitars in Good Company. It's his soulful, lyrical, singable solo in Bohemian Rhapsody. It's his clever orchestral guitar arrangement in God Save the Queen. Brian certainly got creative on opera. He took us out of this world in 39 with a turn in style to futuristic folk, and we never get that again in Queen's catalog. He put a hard rockin' riff to good use in 3-4 waltz meter, no less, in Sweet Lady. Yeah, he compares a loved one to cheese in that number, too. But given his incredible songwriting and the performance throughout this album, all is forgiven. Brian's epic skills, not just in songwriting, but his guitar work, always front and center since the beginning. But on this album, he's elegant, refined, passionately delivers. I've always had a fondness for Brian's work. I knew that very early on. When I started listening to every album of theirs, I thought, who wrote this? Oh my gosh, it's Brian. Big surprise. A lot of my very favorites are Brian's. Father to Son. Dragon Attack, which we haven't talked about yet. Ooh, that number is on fire. I love his songs, and he takes it over the top here. His inventiveness, the tenacity, the experimentation pay off. And the result is intricate, complex layers of guitars that consistently impress. My favorite Brian highlight from A Night at the Opera is Good Company in its entirety. Yes, out of all the impressive moments, that is my favorite. The song that many dismiss as filler. The song that a lot of people don't understand what went into it. That is my favorite. Good Company. I love it. It's one of my favorites of his period because I still listen to it and cannot believe it's all his guitar. It blows my mind. Ah, I love it. I love Brian on a night at the opera. It's great. And if you listen to the album from start to finish, I'm telling you, your ears go to the guitars. Yes, Brian is very prominently front and center often because it's guitar, it's the frequency, it resonates, it gets under your skin, you hear it, it's aggressive, it's gritty, right? There's such a quality to a guitar that it doesn't just make it sound like a voice, it's piercing, it's gravelly, it's intense, it's deep. There's so many frequencies that are covered on the guitar. You begin to understand that pretty quickly when you start to work in music and you mix it and you master it. Because when you look at a frequency resonating on that line, you can see how every single instrument resonates and what it covers. And the scope of frequencies on a guitar is insane. And Brian takes them to places you can only imagine, unless you're Brian May, and then you can make them real, <laughs> which he did multiple times over on A Night at the Opera. I just had to do that. I had to do this little closeout. I had to talk about Brian and his amazing work on A Night at the Opera. Brian and his doing things that nobody else dares to do on A Night at the Opera. Brian and his, I'm going to put a classical canon right smack dab in the middle of a hard rock number in the Prophet song. Amazing. It's awesome. Good company. 39. I mean, the range of his style 
on a night at the opera is so impressive. So go back, check out the songs, mark down the ones that are his, mark down the ones he sings, lead on. It's kind of obvious because obviously Brian and Freddie sound nothing alike. And of course, Brian sounds nothing like Roger either. Roger has his one lead vocal on A Night at the Opera. And Freddie has a very strong voice across the board in all ranges. Roger has an incredibly piercing, dry, gravelly voice, which is really great, especially on the high end. But Brian has that beautiful, soft roundness, and he has a really nice range, too. You wouldn't know it. He's often credited as the low end of a lot of their songs, but he can actually go quite high himself. Yeah. Brian is a night at the opera to me. Freddie will have his day multiple times over, I promise you. In fact, I gave him Queen 2 because of the, his compositions on that. Go back and listen to that episode. I don't remember what episode that was, but I did go through all of their first three albums and talked about why I loved each of the boys on those albums. And we'll do more. I will always do them at the conclusion of every album. So look out after I'm done with Teo Toriate at the end of A Day at the Races. And guess who's going to get that album? You'll feel better. I promise you. All right, guys, that is it. This is kind of short and sweet today, I think. But maybe it's good because it's been a lot of queen. And next time, I do promise it will be something else. I have no idea what to talk about. I have a lot of stuff on my list. Maybe it'll be a mindless thing, like I talked about coffee before, or that feeling when you get home after a great, fantastic day with friends and family, and you're just kind of happily spent. But it'll be something awesome. Keep yourselves alive. Enjoy the rest of your day, your night. Is it the depths of night for you? I sometimes do that if I can't sleep or something. I'll listen to something and just get lost in it. Not like I would ever expect anybody to listen to me in the middle of the night, but it seems like the middle of the night now here. There's a big boomy thunderstorm outside again. I love this monsoon season, you guys. Enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy the rain, whatever it is doing where you are. I hope it's fantastic. And I'll be back next time with a little something different, hopefully. Rock on, guys. <laughs>